and welcome back to another episode of So Jaded. I am really excited to talk about the sex lives of college girls. For anyone who doesn't know, this is a show that was recently premiered on HBO Max and they are renewed for a second season. So yeah, they are. Get to watching the first one. That's what we're going to be talking (laughs) about today. And we're just very excited about it. And the best part of this episode is that we have a well-awaited, very special guest. You may remember her from us speaking about her on every single episode, (laughs) as well as one episode where we asked her to come on and say a few anecdotes, give her two cents, and she freaked out and ran away. So Mm -hmm. who knows how this is going to go, but we are so excited to have Liz Hecht, my roommate, best friend, chef, and lady of the house. So we're going to get into it with Liz. I just want to say that this is a very big deal because Liz is finally, (laughs) finally going to actually be on for a whole episode. And that's really great. It's going to be insane, everyone. Everyone (laughs) buckle in, buckle in. (laughs) I've been really scared. Oh, Liz, it'll be okay. So do we want um, to just hop right into it and have Liz just tell us a little bit about herself? Tell the the podcast listeners why she deserves this spot on air. Oh my gosh, I didn't know I had to earn my spot. Uh, <laughs> hi, everyone. I'm Liz. Um, you know, Liz Heck. I, me and Alex have been roommates since freshman year of college, you know, besties. I met Jade shortly after sorority sisters. Woo. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a work in sales right now. Really fun job marketing for magazines. Um, live in the small apartment with Alex. I guess that's, that's all you need to know about me. That's perfect, Liz. Thank you. Thanks. Good job. Oh, and why I earned this episode, um, I watched the show first, I think. Watched <laughs> it really fast. And then I was like, everyone must watch it. And she likes sex. Oh. Just as we <laughs> all do. Yeah, just like we all do. I'm not saying like only Liz here likes sex. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's great that Liz is on and we're talking about the sex lives of college girls because there is actually a sex update that we'd like to give. It's just about our favorite podcast, Girls Gotta Eat, which is a sex and dating podcast. And um, we just want to shout them out because they're our inspiration and our loves of our lives. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, Ashley Hesseltrian, she's one of the people um, that is, she's a co-host. She's not the people of the pod. She's a co-host the people of the podcast. Of the pod. <laughs> and um, yeah, she had a date at Lil Frankie's in New York City um, and that guy ghosted her and she doesn't know his name. Go listen to that episode. We'll link it somewhere for everyone because it's fantastic. But me and Liz went to Lil Frankie's and I posted on my story 
at the scene of the crime at Ash Hess. And she reposted Liz, Liz's face on her own story. That's crazy. Liz, did you get any followers from that? I did not. Um, and it was probably, <laughs> prob- probably the worst photo that's ever been taken of me. No. <laughs> I was really uncomfortable in it. I did like get it approved by her though. Like I wasn't a jerk. Like we were just in, it was really tight in there. Like we couldn't be comfortable taking a photo. You Mm -hmm. can post it on the so jaded story. If everyone wants to see it. (gasps) Yeah. When this episode comes out, you'll see it. So everyone right now go look at the story. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that was just a little update because maybe Ashley Hesseltine wants to come on this podcast. Yeah. And you guys had banter, right? Yeah. We had a little bit of banter. So that was nice. Yeah. So Ashley, thank you for listening to the podcast, assuming she's going to watch my story again. Okay. So spoiler alert for anyone. I hate spoilers. So if you haven't seen the show at this point in time, please go watch and then come back and you can hear about what we're saying, but there's going to be a lot of spoilers. So be prepared. If you're really reckless though, you should just listen to this anyway. (laughs) I just want everyone to know chaos, you know, Mm -hmm. really know what it feels like. So Liz, if you were the first one to watch it, what made you want to watch the show? I saw a billboard of it on the street, you know, I was like, what is the show? Because I feel like I've never seen a huge billboard in the city of something that like says sex lives of college girls. It's just Mm -hmm. like, seems like really risky for a title. Yeah. Um, and then I saw it was Mindy Kaling and I was like, sounds like a good time. And I loved it immediately. Yeah, I will say they definitely advertised this show like very well. Mm-hmm. I was constantly seeing this show like promoted like on my Instagram. I was getting like random ads for it everywhere. Like I feel like they they were definitely tar- targeting us. And there were so many posters around the city and just like I was seeing it everywhere. Yeah, they really made me super excited for it. Like, mm-hmm. just because the posters were cool looking. And also, Renee Rapp was in it. And she was Regina George on mean Gr- in Mean Girls on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And Liz actually saw her on Broadway and, like, showed me videos of her. And I always get her on TikTok. So I was like, oh, my God, this girl. And she's our age. So I was like, mm-hmm. this girl's cool. And, you know, I just, lo- like, I feel like, I don't know. I love a, a blonde lady with big boobs. I think she's fantastic. And I was like, yes, here we go. And also Mindy Kaling is the best. And you, I mean, the listeners, the real ones know how much we loved Never Have I Ever. So mm-hmm. yeah. Why'd you I watch definitely. Jade? Well, it kept on getting promoted for me. I, and I really wanted to watch it because Mindy Kaling because I was like, okay, like we loved Never Have I Ever. And she has, I don't know. I just, I think her voice, although it wasn't perfect, obviously she has a really great voice in general for just like women. Um, and it's always so funny and great. So I was really excited for that reason. I actually didn't realize that Renee Rapp was in Mean Girls. I didn't realize until afterwards we will definitely talk about that later. Me and a lot of other people are crushing hard on Renee Rapp for sure. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I actually didn't know that about her at the time. And I was just really excited for it just to see what the content would be. Honestly, I didn't even know it was going to be gay. Like, I didn't know any of that. That's what made me watch it was yeah. like you guys were like, no, you have to watch it. And then it was like 
different pictures and stuff were going around on like gay Twitter and everyone was like, Jade, you have to watch it. And then I did not regret it <laughs> at all. When I was trying to convince you and I was like, Jade, you have to watch. You were like, okay, I'll get to it. I was like, Jade, um, it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> so now <laughs> yeah. And you were like, all right, I'm on it. <laughs> oh my God. It was just, yeah, it was, oh, it was such an enjoyable watch. Like, seriously, I loved watching it. Obviously, then you liked it because that's our next question. How do you like the show, everyone? (laughs) I liked it a lot. There's something very special in the show because I don't rewatch shows ever. And me and Alex rewatched the whole thing like two days after finishing it. So I don't know. It's like really something good in it. But I feel like a lot of like there's not a lot of real press about it. Like a lot of other shows, like I feel like it's a lot of just like girls on social media are like watch this show. Like I'm telling all my friends to watch it. I absolutely loved it. I think it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. And yeah, like Liz said, we rewatched it. We had nothing else to watch. And we were like, let's just watch this again because we loved it so much. And we wanted to watch the sex scene really bad because it's so good. (laughs) And um, the montage. montage, Yeah, there's many a sex scene. And then I've rewatched it now the third time I watched it the third time because I was preparing for this podcast and I was like, I enjoy it. So I'm going to watch it again, (laughs) which is absolutely absurd that I would watch a show three times when it literally just came out. So safe to say I enjoyed. I like my roommate, Melissa was watching it after I finished it. And so I rewatched like the first couple episodes with her. And I was also like very surprised. Like it's it's really enjoyable, enjoyable to watch, even if you have seen it already. And like, you already know what's going to happen just because it's funny. Like, I think that's one of the things that one of the reasons why you'll go back to watch a show is just because it was like enjoyable for you to get through. Like, I don't know about anyone else, but like, it's really hard to convince myself to go back and watch like a sad fucking show. I don't think it was perfect. I do think they're, well, I will say, I think they realize some of the mistakes that they made, like, there were a bunch of posts going around after the first season because they were trying to get like younger writers in their room. A lot of people felt like it just wasn't like totally relatable, a hundred percent to like college aged. They still like, did wait, like, a good I never, job. I never saw any of that. Elaborate for like Grace and Tristan talk about this a lot, where they were just like, "Is this really a hundred percent like how?" kids this age are talking or like how they're like reacting to things or like even just some of the relationship like on my notes I have like that one guy when he turned 21 his birthday party was his 21st birthday party I was like this man like in my head he came across so much older Nico yes and it's yeah and then like you see it's supposed to be like his 21st birthday party and I was just like oh right like even though it's not it's not like they're adults playing high schoolers. It's not like Riverdale's type shit. It still doesn't like a hundred percent like match, you know, what it's supposed to be. But I think it got pretty close. Like nothing's going to be perfect. Yeah. No, I get that. I mean, see, I didn't have that exact experience watching it, but I totally understand. But like, I think, so I always, when it's like a college show and I'm like sure Liz agrees with this too, like and I'm sure you do too. We all went to the same school. I don't know why I just had to mention your names, but I, whenever there's something like that and there's like parties and they all seem older, I'm like, I just chalk it up to it not being my experience. Cause we went to pace mm-hmm. and like, we just like, we're so 
<laughs> it was just so not normal. But mm-hmm. like now that me and Liz have been like out on the town, it's not like a frat party, but I felt like it was like kind of realistic, like the mm-hmm. way they were reacting to the situations and like the relationships they were having. I mean, I'll talk about it, but like one of them seems a little bit like me. Oh my God. I but yeah, cannot. what do you think? It does seem just like slightly older. Like I think it's more of like mm-hmm. a mid-20s kind of a situation. Yeah. But who knows if that actually happens in other schools? I, I do know that naked parties do actually happen. I, I did some research and <laughs> they happen at Ivy Leagues. Yale, Brown, and Berkeley do naked parties. Um Damn. and it started in the 80s at Yale. But you're right though, like they definitely got those like classic like the opening just like moving into college scene like come on like that's classic like if we had a campus that's probably what our move-in would have looked like like you know that's pretty like (laughs) traditional of what you'll see and it was pretty realistic I guess and then like ABC party anything but clothes like that's a classic that you'll hear other normal colleges do yeah (laughs) honestly I think we're gonna throw one uh Liz and Alex's because we never got to do that naked party first. <laughs> do you anyone's invited? Naked people on that couch, just standing only. Yeah. Standing. <laughs> exactly. Naked party, standing room only on the roof <laughs> to the elements. Just let go to the elements. No, oh in the God. winter. But we should do anything but clothes. That would be fun. Yeah, Leela's outfit, her condom outfit. That's what I want. And she got them for free from the student center. Smart. So smart. Remember those Pace NYC condoms? (laughs) Never forget. They were different colors. (laughs) And like available everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Jade, I mean, we already talked a little bit about Leighton's story, but Mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear now that you're crushing on Renee Mm -hmm. and everything. What do you think about Leighton? My experience watching the Sex Lives of College Girls was really amazing. And why was that? Because I had no fucking idea who the gay one was. When you watch something as a queer person, it's always so much fun to guess, like, which one's going to be part of the LGBTQ community because there's got to be at least one token one. And plus, obviously, like everyone told me to watch it because it was gay. So the entire time starting out... I totally was like, it's really horrible, but I was like, who looks like the gay one? And that's really bad to do, but I did it. And I thought it was Kimberly. I thought that short haired ass chick was the gay one. (laughs) They no, honestly, Jade, listen, they did that on purpose. They threw us. Mm -hmm. They did. They, they cut her hair like that for this role. Literally used to have long, nice hair. (laughs) It's crazy. And it's so great because when you find out at the end of that first episode, wait, was that the first episode? No. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you find out at the end of that first episode that she's the gay one, I was sitting here in bed and I literally yelled. I was like, oh my God, she's the gay one. Like, it's just like, it's not like it would have been a letdown if Kimberly was. That's not what it's about. It's not like about how she looks or whatever. It's just about the fact that like we're so used to seeing the same shit over and over and over again of like making someone look like they're a part of, you know, this like stereotypical thing. And so we kind of just get used to seeing that. So for it to be like so like even used as like a surprise 
was really nice and really different. And then afterwards, the whole spiral of finding out that she's like a Broadway person and she can sing and she's talented and funny and like had her TikToks and everything. That was just, whew, she's amazing. So amazing. She's incredible. If anyone listening wants to fangirl over Renee Rapp, totally. You can contact me. You can contact um, (laughs) Tristan Bigler as well. If you need their information, just contact me. Um, Like I could talk about her forever. She and yeah, I think her storyline, obviously, it'll never be perfect. But I I really just think her character gave us a lot of really great moments. And she was just fucking funny. She was whacked out most of the time. And so funny. I think she's a great character. I think she's the one I like hated the most a little bit at first. But then you're Mm. like, she's so like weighed down by a lot in her life. And I think also finding out, I don't know if this like goes, but like that Nico was her brother. I did not expect them to be siblings Mm because they don't really look alike until you see their parents, I guess. Um, I think it's interesting that they were both like raised in the same family and they like are I don't know like their family dynamic is also really interesting I don't know where I'm going with that one so so sorry (laughs) Liz that was a great thought I think it is that was good I think the show it's weird like one thing the show did really well was like give us these little moments to be like surprised about and I didn't expect that from like a comedy of this kind. I kind of just thought it would be one thing that I've seen before. And so the fact that it still gave us like drama and like I was gasping at a lot of moments like in the show because they just like shocked me so much. I think Leighton from the beginning was my favorite character. It obviously transitioned to Bella because you know mm-hmm. every time she mentioned one more thing about SNL, it was just like another point. Yeah. But Leighton was my favorite, first of all, because I just, like, I love, like, the blonde mean girl. Like, I just do. Like, I'm Sharpay Evans lover through and through. And, like, the fr- <laughs> like just seeing her, I'm like, Beth, I love her. But she, like, was obviously, I mean, we talked about it, but, like, she's so much more deep than that character. But I liked that that facade was still, like, that blonde pretty bitch. And mm-hmm. she, like, kept that up. I loved that. Like, that didn't crack. Even when she was being a good friend and like a good part. Well, I mean, she wasn't really a good partner, but like when she was being loving towards Alicia, like she still was a bitch. And I'm like, that's, I love it. Like, she's mm-hmm. just like, she know, like, and it's so interesting because she knows what she wants in some ways. And then in others, she's so insecure about herself and like unsure of herself. So I just thought that was a really cool, like, dynamic between two sides of her character um so I don't know I love her and I think she should keep being mean Mm -hmm. and I don't want her to change (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned that though because I think that's a part of her personality that's like really relatable to a lot of people is like oh like she's so confident about so many things but then there's like that one thing about herself that like she can't she feels like she can't be herself about And so that's also just like very relatable. She seems 
I don't know. There was a lot of interesting things with her, which I think they're setting her up obviously for season two, like the whole sorority thing, which seemed like such a big part of her personality, but then it wasn't really talked about too much. And like, Mm -hmm. she kind of didn't fit in to Kappa. Like she thought she was going to, and like she actually fit in more at the women's center. So I'm just like really excited to see where that goes. Yeah. And what she decides to do. So, okay. Moving on to Alex's favorite. Bella. Bella. <laughs> okay. Listen, I have so many notes specifically about Bella and like quotes of things she said. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're starting out with a strong one season, season one, obviously there's one season. I mean, <laughs> episode one, when we're introduced to Bella, she puts a Seth Meyers poster up on the wall. First of all, great choice. And Seth better have watched the show and been honored. Mm-hmm. Second, when she says, I want to have sex with him, but I also want to be him. I just really understand that in a deep way because I want to have sex with Seth Myers. But like if I could choose between having sex with him and being him, I would I think I would choose being him, but it's close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's you know. And I just have another one, another note. I mean, we can talk about her, her arc as a character and like the really important parts of her storyline, which I think are awesome too. But let me just pull up this other quote that I have. I'm sorry. I know this is like the most surface level part of her character, but when she is fucking the chuckle fucker, that is my favorite. The fact that she calls that guy a chuckle fucker and he's only fucking her because she's funny. Oh my God. And when he's reading her her script, like her mm-hmm. her submission to the Catullan and he's eating her out because he's like, I love this. Like, I love, you're so fucking funny. And she keeps going, you're so fucking hot. And he goes, you're so fucking funny. That was so good. And then she says, I didn't write this note correctly. But she's talking to someone. She said that explains why I masturbate to Kyle Mooney. <laughs> yes, I have that written down too. I have that written down. And I, I thought about Liz. Liz, would you like to comment on that? I mean, I love Kyle Mooney. He just doesn't do it for me enough. <laughs> but if I had to pick someone on the current cast, I guess it's him. <laughs> oh my God. Like, <laughs> Bella was so well I have a question is Bella supposed to be like modeled after what Mindy Kaling would have like been like at college I think so I think that's the character that like she's putting most of herself into I think that's why all the SNL stuff is there but I don't know like how much of it is Mm -hmm. about her Cause it's like so specific of like, yeah. I want to be a writer. Like this is probably like how far back, like her passion for it goes and all, and just like being a woman, a woman of color in comedy, because like, you can't ignore that, that conversation that she's having with the, one of the main guys in the Catullan. And he's like, Eric. Oh, well, like we have. Uh, you know, like their female quota. And then he was like, oh, you can join this group. Like that's where all like the Asians are in. Didn't he say some shit like that? Yeah. He was like, sorry, we don't have a lot of female spots this semester. He was like, but the, oh, it was, he was like, but the pot stickers are an all Asian group. (laughs) Like it's so fucked up. It's so (laughs) fucked up, but so fucking funny because it's like these men have the audacity to act like this. Oh my God. And they build a really good like environment. Like it's supposed to be this like uppity 
college where obviously like everyone comes from like some sort of money and I'm sorry, but like Colin Joseph's in my head the whole time because I was like, he's one of those like funny dudes that went to an Ivy league. And I'm like, Oh God, this is probably like what his group was like on campus. He was definitely a menace to society. I'm telling you, <laughs> like not as bad as no. obviously the other guy. Like I hope not as no. Ryan and the Catalan, the guy that we were probably going to talk about right now, but mm-hmm. I get, guess Colin Jost was kind of like Eric. Like yeah. he was probably like, um, you can join the pot stickers. Like I can see him saying that mm-hmm. for sure. Like trying to be nice and be like, you're not being helpful. You're being offensive. Colin Jost, if you are listening to this, I still want to come on the Staten Island Ferry when it oh turns into a club. So don't let this ruin my out. invitation. We're dead. I was going to get kicked out of that place. I don't know how they're regulating anything on that boat. <laughs> Well, yeah, like you said, though, there was obviously a lot more to Bella. It was like, I feel like that was probably a very like realistic part of a college experience is just like, it's like trying to use the resources that you actually have on a college campus to like deal with this issue. And there's like so little because as we know, like colleges don't really care when it comes to like sexual assault and like things of that nature. Um So, or at least there's like a large trend of like that going on and people feeling like they can't report things or that nothing's going to be done. And so I don't know. I felt like that was like very realistic of just like, okay, like what are my options? Like, what am I supposed to like do in this scenario? Because like we watched her figure it out. Yeah. And I also think it was just like, I mean, I'm not speaking from experience, but I think it's a realistic portrayal of what can happen in a sexual assault because it was like she almost didn't know like what was happening at first. And like she she knew it was wrong. But like when he put the porn on, when he said he wanted to give her notes, Mm -hmm. she was like, well, maybe I'm just like misreading this. Like maybe it was a funny video. And then when he like presses up against her back, then she's like, obviously, this is a no. Mm -hmm. But like it was just like sort of a realistic representation of like a different level of an assault that probably a lot of women go through because Mm -hmm. like someone showing you a video you don't want to see or exposing themselves. I mean, we've heard about it all the time where like, maybe you weren't like touched in an inappropriate way, but like you were put in an uncomfortable situation by someone that was in a position of power. And I think them showing that on a college campus and within like a student organization was really I mean, obviously the story is not cool, but I thought it was cool that they wrote that into the show because Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people watching that something like that has happened to them. I think the way that they dealt with it too, like Bella going to the women's center and then like people actually believing her afterwards was like refreshing to see. And even though it took like Eric a little while to like stand up to everyone, um, but it it was great to see how like people quit the Catalan and like wanted to start their own group um and that like she had the support because I feel like a lot of the time like she would have been like outcasted and everyone would believe the Eric and what's the other guy's name Ryan Ryan so Mm -hmm. it was like refreshing I feel like another great thing about her character is all of that shit is happening to her and she is so fucking funny the whole time and she never strays from her sex positivity and wanting to fuck guys with abs and Mm -hmm. I'm like that's you do you girl yeah no, the, I think all of all of Bella was just like, yes, like you do you like you do like whatever is making you com- whatever you're comfortable with. And she was so funny. Such a good friend. She's, she's so great. bold. 
when yeah. she ran into Nico and Nico's friend that liked oh Layton God. on the street. And yeah. she was like, hey, um, do you mind just like lifting up your shirt so I can see your torso? <laughs> and he was like, sure. No one's ever asked me that before. Like, who came up with that? Who's next? Kimberly. Liz, you want to start this one out? I like I always look up characters like when I'm watching. So immediately I was like, are you telling me this is Timothy Chalamet's sister? Um, and then that's all I could see was just Timmy <laughs> on the screen. Um, <laughs> but I loved her. I think not that I related to her the most, but I was like, you're like a little nerd. But she's like just trying to figure everything out like right away. She is so like painfully awkward at first that I'm like, do I have to look at you sometimes <laughs> Not to be rude? But like, um, I don't know. I feel like a lot happens to her. Like she's obviously there. She's not the main character, but I feel like a lot is focused on her because mm-hmm. you see her like work at the um, store a lot and she, the the coffee shop. And she has um, Canon and Leela there, which are also like two more main characters I feel like that are getting incorporated um but I think that's a great storyline when she hangs out with them and they're like um (laughs) mean to her (laughs) but they're giving her like a reality check I feel like (laughs) and I think those characters are gonna have some great stuff in season two um I do and I'm sure Liz will jump in with this I have a lot to say about Kimberly I do and it's funny that you said that like you it's not that you relate to her the most but like you almost do because like I hope that I'm not that awkward and that uncomfortable around people but like I feel like the essence of what she feels is like what I felt going into college Mm -hmm. like I do and I do think I had better people skills let me know if I'm wrong (laughs) but I don't know I really like her she's not my favorite because like Liz said like she's a little hard to watch sometimes because it is so cringy the thing she says but I think her storyline is really really great because first of all like there's so much packed in there which is so interesting with all of these characters like we are just touching the surface like there's a lot packed into these characters but first like you see that she comes from a sheltered home but like not sheltered in the way that Leighton or Whitney are sheltered like they're rich so like they're privileged but like and obviously she's privileged too but like she's sheltered and but like isn't given everything so like she has to work she like feels like she's the only poor kid on campus um but then she also like says she lives in the whitest town in America and is like asking Kanan um how it how it is to be black at Essex and he's like my mom's a crack addict which was and then she's like I'm so sorry to hear that and then they <laughs> She's like, can you tell me more? Like, it's just so like, it's ridiculously funny writing. And it's like, each character is so good. But then her boyfriend comes and he thinks he looks like Sean Mendez, which is the first problem. (laughs) And he's (laughs) the way that when they have sex and she loses her virginity and he leaves. And then like my first like, point of seeing the girls come together and like seeing their friendship is when they were like verbally berating him after she was like I never want to see you again and they were like you shed all over our fucking couch get out of here and it was so funny but then she has this crush on Nico and he obviously likes her and we got to talk about Nico too because what the fuck is wrong with that guy and the way she handled what happened to her I thought was really great and it's also like I mean we talked about this on the podcast a little bit, but 
what is with these guys with girlfriends fucking people like what is she your weird little secret like if you like her you like her if you don't you don't like actually what is wrong with you and Mm -hmm. she's trying to handle that which is so upsetting while she also was trying to make money and everyone around her is like buying really nice things and she's failing econ and she couldn't even get extra credit because she fucked on the professor's desk almost and my thing I wrote down about her was she goes we were only kissing it wasn't even out yet and (laughs) and Nico goes she's right it wasn't out like I didn't take it out Kimberly 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 she's so fucking awkward I had no idea that she was Timothy Chalamet's sister until after I was done watching it. Same, same. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And yeah, a lot really is thrown at that girl. Like now that you say it, Alex, I didn't realize it's literally one thing after the other, after the other, when it comes to her. And I think she is done so fucking dirty in this show. She's done Mm -hmm. so dirty. I wrote the last note that I have on my fucking, on my notes app is it's so fucked up they don't expel her they just make it so that she can't afford it anymore yeah just might well have just fucking expelled her ass like that's just not fair it's that's crazy to me that's insane and also i like that she was like okay i wrote something down about her cheating like which is why she got expelled and i like that she was cheating too like not i mean i don't condone cheating everyone but I like that she I like that she was cheating on stuff because like it just showed that someone who was so 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 smart in high school was just mm-hmm. like not doing well and wasn't able to handle it and was so far behind the other people and it it was so like, like not in her character to do that but she mm-hmm. still was like I I have to and then on top of that she brings in the tests to the hearing of if she's going to be expelled because she's like I in white collar crime they always bring the evidence and I'm like (laughs) this girl's smart like just let her stay in school and give her the money and the fact that she like I just think it's so relatable that she's like not handing in her homework and like doing bad on tests because she's like so infatuated with this guy and like we'll just Mm -hmm. go see him whenever he asks because I feel like that happens to a lot of people like with your first experience especially if it's like this hot guy who you think is like way out of your league or like a hot person that you're like so infatuated with if Nico went to Pace and was like Alex come over I would skip my econ class as well because I (laughs) hated econ. (laughs) And you know what? And like the way she was like, I think I'm a sex addict. We had sex six times today. (laughs) And everyone's like, girl. But I'm like, I feel like this happens to people. I mean, it didn't happen to me. But (laughs) they also did her really dirty in her outfits. And I know that's part of her personality, but they're so bad. And like, she's cute. Like she's cute. And like, yeah. she has a really good body and like, they put her in the worst things ever. And then when Kanan and Whitney are kind of hooking up and he's like, is, he goes, is that Kimberly's big ass bra over there? He's like, I can't fuck in this room. And it's so funny. I'm like, this, this woman has a very nice shape and they're putting her in an Argyle sweater. She got that nice, pretty black dress to wear to that first party and they never let her wear it again. I thought she would wear it to the birthday party. At least like she bought an expensive dress and she didn't was going to return it. Why wouldn't they have her rewear it? That's they put true, him in actually. ugly clothes in this show. Yeah, they did. <laughs> like yeah. Bella wore that like spaghetti strap dress and then had a sports bra under it. Like at the end, I think. No, no. it was at the first the first frat party and it was bad. 
It was just like extra orange straps under yeah. there. I'm like, it, good for her. It's comfy, but it yeah. looks stupid. <laughs> yeah, actually, I I probably noticed it the most with Kimberly, but that's just, but maybe that felt like closer to her character. But like, at least she should have like gotten it by the end, you know? But yeah, okay. So that's it on Kimberly. How about Whitney? Please explain to me why the fuck we have to have this coach student relationship storyline. I'm over it. I'm tired. The first thing that popped in my mind was Ezra and Aria for some reason. I was like, I'm tired of seeing these like men just taking advantage of like younger women. I'm so exhausted by it. And I don't know. I feel like they could have done something so much better with her character. It could have been anything. It literally could have been anything besides that. And I'm so sorry, but if you're gonna have that storyline, at least make the coach cute. Yeah. And not and he's a fucking idiot. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that like for him, it it kind of just shows like how easy it is for them to like take advantage. Like he's stupid, but like he's still able to take advantage of like this, you know, this girl. And so, and, and yeah, I mean, like Whitney herself is like phenomenal the way that she, the entire time she was going through that situation, I was just like constantly surprised at how smart she was being, because I feel like we're really used to, I feel like I'm used to really watching girls in shows, just like do whatever the guy wants her to do and like go along with like his antics. And so it was really nice to see that she's like really confident in herself. And she knows that like, he's the one who did something wrong, not her. Um, But still, I'm just tired of the storyline in general. Yeah. At least it was like a kind of a reversal, how she was like the smart, much more attractive one. And he Mm -hmm. was really just stupid with his wife. And everything like it was just like a stupid little situation. And it was, of course, like, I mean, it makes sense that like this ugly man was able to do this. And it was like proving that that happens no matter who you are, kind of like people in power. Mm -hmm. I also want to point out that he Googled, is it illegal to sleep with my student or like, is it illegal for a coach to sleep with a player? He Googled it and it wasn't even on a private browser. Stupid. He also, um, he like ruined his own marriage and he got the other coach fired and she was trying to like help Whitney out, but like collateral damage. Yeah. That was sad. And, but something I do like about Whitney's story is like, she did admit it. And then she also like, not only to the coach because she didn't want someone else to get in trouble, but she said it to the entire team. And instead of them being like, you got our coach fired, which Mm -hmm. like is what I assumed would happen. They were like, he's so stupid. Like, we're so sorry that happened to you. Like, let's, let's just like do this. Let's practice together. Like we're still going to win, which I thought was really cool because I would hope that that would be the reaction of people now that we see how many people in power taking advantage of, of young women. But like my expectation was that they were going to like yell at her, but that's not what happened. So that was cool. My favorite storyline of Whitney's, um, is her and Kanan because I think he's so cute and he's one of my favorites and I just think they're so nice together and I hope that they continue that storyline and I think I don't have as much to say about Whitney because I feel like she was the 
the least relatable character to my life. She's like the sporty one. Like she's really talented on the team as a mm-hmm. freshman, but like she's getting taken advantage. And I'm like, I, that was not me. Yeah. All I'm thinking in my head right now is like, I will never relate to the sporty one. Like I know relate to that kind of character. Like there's always one of them in a show. Um, and it's so funny because we were all like, yeah, anyone can be a Kimberly. Like we are all, all that awkward <laughs> person. And then we were like, we will never relate to this nice sporty lady. <laughs> yeah. Like the sporty one will definitely never be the one I relate to, but she's someone that I would be friends with. Like, I think she was still just like so relatable. She And she honestly seemed like a college freshman to me, like just like the way she wanted to just like hang out with her team and I don't know. And her whole relationship with her mom was actually pretty interesting, but they could have dived into that a bit more as well. So overall, they could have dived into her character a little bit better. I thought we were going to with her mom. Like I thought that was going to be a much bigger thing, but who knows? Maybe they'll kind of do that a bit more in season two. The episode like with all their parents was actually pretty great. That was a really good episode. So they they definitely did a little bit. The, I def, I'm glad that you brought up the parent episode because Liz literally came up to me after watching it and was like, that was painful and long and mm-hmm. awkward, but it was really good. Like it was so, so good. good. Kimberly's mom is like a really good mom, I feel like too, because Kimberly was so nervous for her mom, like, which is how I will feel sometimes, like not that same situation, obviously, but like, she was like, how's my mom going to pay for this? Like wanting to be the parent almost in this situation. But her mom is just like, she knows that, that Kimberly is like the poor girl at school. Like, but she had saved up the money for, for like dinner and everything. And I don't know, she was like a good supportive mother. And like Kimberly almost like doubted that I feel like, but I don't know. All of their little situations were interesting. Like, um, Layton's mom being like awful and wanting to fuck Nico. Basically, we, I think I literally blocked that out. I just watched it for the third time and that was disturbing. And them texting under the table with Layton in the group chat. They were like, Layton, your mom wants to fuck your brother. And she was like, I know. (laughs) That whole episode was so, so good because like they, the way that they, each react to their parents and therefore being supportive to each other because they all know how they feel about their parents is so I think just like relatable about just like friends and their parents yeah I think that episode was like was spot on like Mm -hmm. not that I like any of my friends' parents act that way, but I feel like the dynamic between the kids at the table, like they're like meeting their roommate's family and all of them are like, oh my God, my parents are so annoying. But like none, like all their parents are just being themselves. And it was so funny how Whitney's mom was going at Layton's Republican father. And I was like, get him, get him. Yeah. (laughs) One thing. So I actually texted Tristan and because Tristan watched the show and um, so I was like, tell me again, like what your thoughts were, because like I'm filming the podcast with Alex and Liz and I'd love to know because I think it's it's always going to be a thing with like if there is like a queer relationship in a show, just like analyzing that and like seeing like what they did right and what they could have done better. Tristan basically, for the most part, was just is very into like slow burns and it felt like. Layton and Alicia happened like very quickly. I understand like in a matter of like 
a TV show, I could see like the progression, but overall it was kind of just like, it was just like, oh, like they're both the main gay ones in the show. So like they have to end up together. There wasn't no, there wasn't any like wondering if they were going to end up together, if that makes any sense. Like it was so obvious that like, that's what they were all pointing us towards. Like some of the sex, like the sex scenes with them were like pretty quick. Like it felt like we were always getting kind of just like a little bit of like a preview into their relationship. Like nothing yeah. for like crazy in depth or like too long or anything. But I, yeah, I, I definitely noticed that like their like scenes were shorter. And I also thought that I thought Whitney and Layton got a little bit like less of like the relationship time even though both of their relationships were kind of the forefront of what their storylines were so I could have used like more from both of them honestly and I I get it both of theirs were like quick I think Mm -hmm. like I felt that with both of them I feel like but I feel like Bella and Kimberly like Bella's were like it was the chuckle fucker but we we had a lot of screen time with the chuckle fucker (laughs) and obviously we had a lot we had a nice amount of screen time with Kimberly was the only one that had like a sex scene like bras on or like Mm -hmm. just like insinuating like Mm -hmm. getting started or finishing up it was not yeah you're right Mm -hmm. but Kimberly's full full naked and (laughs) Might I say, it was great to watch. It was also um, to um, the steps by Hyam, the montage, the song. Oh, um, so that was really fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was a uh, interesting choice for a sex montage. I would say like this, the things that mostly stood out to me would be just like how great how easy it was to watch the show I pretty much binged most most of the show I watched the first episode and then like a few days later I like finished the whole season and like a day like the rest of it and so I always like it when it's easy to just like get through a show and it's like enjoyable it like the end of every episode made me want the next one I think like part of also why like it was so easy to watch is because it's so quick like there's so many Mm storylines that nothing is boring in it like there's always something else going on and also with having the four storylines I feel like how we talked about it's so easy to like pick who you relate to and like really like focus on why you like like the show like one character kind of pulls you in with like the way that it goes like if you don't like someone there's another story coming and then they all come together and it's like sweet and it's also like interesting how they're all strangers that like hated each other some Mm -hmm. of them and like right away very quickly they grew to like love each other oh I forgot sorry I don't want to interrupt but I forgot that Tristan made me notice this well I kind of noticed at the end but it's also really cool that like by the end they all realize that like men are trash and um that was really realistic and (laughs) was just really great to see them all in the same place like late in like being like Nico like no and didn't he tell the girlfriend she told his girlfriend like yeah um yeah I also have that note I have I cannot stress this enough female characters written by women are superior because they all end up being there for each other like their sisters even when they don't like each other like Leighton doesn't like only likes Whitney kind of but like (laughs) is yeah but 
like Liz just said, what she did for Kimberly was like, she just was there for her and she realized her brother was a fucking asshole. And the way that she comforted Bella when Bella finally told her what happened in the Catalan house, even it just showed like women supporting women. And I really liked that, like fully thought out characters that I don't always get and characters that I really liked. I liked all of them regardless of their flaws. So I thought that was really cool. Does anyone have anything in their notes or anything that stood out to them that they thought was funny or like something just they just want to throw in there? I have. I love this gay bitch so much. <laughs> I have, let's go back and forth. I have. And this is like a literal story. I have. She's my brother Nico's girlfriend in quotes. Knocked me to my feet. I meant knocked me off my feet, but that's what I, I wrote. Knocked me to my feet. And I was laying in bed and Liz and I were both watching because it had come out that Thursday. We watched it like as it was coming out, but we weren't watching together because we were both in different places. Like I was one episode behind Liz was ahead. So I had watched like another episode and then that one came out. So I watched that and Liz like finished it as I started watching it. Mm-hmm. And when the episode ended and was like, oh, Maya, she's my brother Nico's girlfriend. I screamed to the other room, Liz, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> that was so shocking. It, it was so that shocking. was shocking. That was mm-hmm. wow. And then I just have another thing about that. When Maya comes to the party and like the way that he acts, I thought was like, he was just trying to keep Kimberly quiet. Mm-hmm. And then when he's looking at her as she leaves the party and Layton looks at Nico, looking at Kimberly leave and watches Kimberly look at Nico and she goes, what the fuck? And I loved that because she realized she was like, are you fucking kidding me? And like Maya's her friend. And I just like that image of Renee Rapp going, what the fuck is so like, it's ingrained. I was like, she knows, like, you know, that TikTok sounds like she knows, she knows. (laughs) I also just want to note that Leela is a very underrated character. And I have... Oh, me and Liz literally laughed out loud when we rewatched it for the second time. So we had both seen this already and we both (laughs) laughed out loud when Kimberly's talking about what to get Nico for his birthday. And Whitney says, maybe get him something thoughtful like a journal. And Lila goes, a journal? Hot guys don't journal. They just let their thoughts fade away. It's what makes them hot. (laughs) She is so, so funny. And that was... That was so funny. And she has so many like little one-liners, like when Kimberly has the UTI and she gives her cranberry juice and she's like, drink up, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> she I I really hope they use her. I think feel like they will use her character more next season. I think so. No, she's so funny. And I think Kanan's really good too. Like yeah. I think like yes. he's a very likable character. Mm-hmm. But Lila, Lila has my heart. Can I make a I don't know if this is a real prediction, but like something in me is telling that Kanan and Kimberly, I feel like something might happen there. I don't know. Why? Because he was noticing her big ass bra. I I don't know. Like they're, they're very friendly. Like he was giving her that advice on how to talk to Nico or something. I don't know. They could possibly do. I would hate that though. Oh, me too. I hate women against women. Um, but I mean, like it's it's the drama that gets us, you know. We'll see. Well, what's going to happen when Maya comes back from study abroad full time? There's going to be some drama still. Yeah, um, for sure. I just want to know who everyone's favorite is. Mine is Bella. Liz hates favorites, but she has to say it because she's being paid for this. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, I think my favorite is Kimberly. Okay, and right. my favorite is Layton. They need to just give Whitney something 
better. Like I think they're going to. Her best they, thing was running on the treadmill. I'm trying to that remember little, that. the the when she filmed the guy's locker room and then she saw him at the at the frat party and he was like guys sports even with a losing record still get the <gasps> swag because guys are better natural athletes and people mm-hmm. like to watch them more and she was like let's prove it and she fell off the treadmill and her whole mouth was bleeding and she goes nevertheless she persisted she's gonna die or something like, like there's loves. so much more to her like she'll get more i think yeah i think they just needed to get that storyline out of the way for some reason but i think she'll have mm-hmm. more in the next season all right should we get into our game absolutely I don't know okay. what it is. Well, it's FMK. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, really? Okay. So I have two FMKs and they're a little bit special because okay. I didn't want to leave anyone out. So mm. I have two sets of FMKs and they have four people each. Okay. Is there an extra option? Yes. Yeah, so the extra option, you have to kill two people. I'm so sorry to tell you that. FMK, this one, obviously, you know, Leighton, Bella, Kimberly, Whitney. Um, I would fuck. Leighton, Mary Bella, kill Kimberly and Whitney. I would like to say that I do the same thing. Mary Bella, I love her. Fuck Leighton, love her. Kill the others. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm definitely killing Kimberly. Um, <laughs> after we were like, Kimberly had so much on her plate. <laughs> too, too annoying. <laughs> I'm definitely killing her. But I'm between marrying like jade bella my type i don't know i feel like i like a lot of parts of whitney as like a life partner <laughs> obviously i fuck Leighton. um who <laughs> mean to marry i agree i agree you'd feel judged yeah for sure money. for sure you want yeah, her money though money. Yeah. i'm gonna marry Whit. i'm gonna go with my guy i'll marry whitney fuck Leighton, and kill bella and kimberly okay yeah all right, next FMK. Nico, Kanan, Coach Dalton, the Chuckle Fucker. I'll I'll marry Nico. I can change him. Um, <laughs> First mistake, Liz. <laughs> um, I'll fuck Kanan and kill the other two. Um, Liz, big mistake. Um, you never marry a cheater. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I would absolutely fuck him, though. I'm fucking Nico. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to marry Kanan. And that's really hard for me because as much as I would love to marry the chuckle fucker, we did not see enough of his personality. So obviously we're killing Coach Dalton. And I'm so sorry, chuckle fucker, but you do have to die. And but if we saw a little bit more of him, he might be the one. But yeah, that's the my final one. answer. <laughs> yeah. You would love that shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do the same thing that Alex did. So right, I'm going to kill so- <laughs> Coach Dalton, the chuckle fucker, marry. <laughs> <laughs> i just every single time we every time we say chuckle fucker take a shot um we'd be dead yeah we would um yeah obviously fuck nico mary yeah. yeah all right well to sum this all up liz made a big mistake do not marry a cheater okay you can't change listeners. him liz sorry you cannot change him just like tony, <laughs> just like tony soprano he's a cheater too oh my god I- that's for another episode. We're going to say, Liz, why do you like Tony Soprano so much? So if Liz liked being on this episode, you'll hear follow-up. Soprano's episode coming soon. No. no. <laughs> That's not our brand. <laughs> if we can get Liz back on, though. I'll do a solo. 
Well, oh, all right. Wow. <laughs> now, now she has her own podcast. Everyone. Someone's brave after the first full episode. Wow. Um, well, that was really great. Any last thoughts about Sex Lies with College Girls? Go watch if you haven't already. You know exactly what happened. Very excited for the second season. It was a great show and everyone should go watch. And thank you, Liz, so much for being on the episode. I'm so glad you got to do a full one. And we love you a lot. Thank you so much, Liz, for being on this episode. You had some fantastic anecdotes. Um, Thank you for living with me. This is going to make me salmon after this. Thank you so much for having me on this show. I feel so honored. Um, (laughs) I hope to see you all soon. (laughs) 